and I don't like this. I feel bad. Yeah, I mean, should we do you want to do it a different time? Do you let no, it air I'll out do more. It. No, Ari knows. I mean, I have a, I can't. I have a, in the, the rooms. I've had. I, get, I can't breathe. Yeah. And I get. I, I, I just can't. We were just talking about how this. It's either the carpet or the paint. We don't know what it is that smells. <sighs> no, but, I'll do. I'll do what you guys want to do. But I'm just saying, me as a guy, I've just. It is hard to breathe for me. Well, if you want to reschedule, we can do that. I just feel bad. I'm not I forgot that it like I thought there'd be like a fan or something. I'm not. I know I'm not a pain in the ass. I'm not a pain in the ass, Brody. Most people don't even show up when we try and get them to do this. <laughs> well, so. try and do, I'll, I'll try and do it and get you, but they got to do something. I'm serious. It's not yeah. good. It's bad. I mean, the th- I've been down three times. Oh, you I did down breathe. here already? Well, I was down here last week. So I couldn't breathe. Oh, okay. I have a problem breathing. It's like I'm breathing it in. I it can't. Well, because it's old. They need to leave yeah. it open longer. They need to put an air thing in here. Get the or must out. How would you? What would? It's we the same do? thing with that back room. I can't go in that that the the bar or it's just too oh, really? stagnant. Yeah. Interesting. The but VIP that has bar. a big window. It's got. I, I'm very big on comfort. I mean. It's, yeah, you're Jewish. I know. Yeah. Jews are big on comfort. Food. I mean, and health. Huh? <laughs> oh, I don't so let's go I mean, I'll do it. Is it on? How long are we doing it for? Okay. How long Whatever. Do we'll just, for? This is what we do. We ask like a few questions about the comedy store. Okay. Yeah. Just things like that. First of all, you had a great set. Okay. I'm really sorry about this breathing thing. Which is, is there any- it is a legitimate complaint. That's my only I complaint. Mean, I, I, I feel there- generally concerned. Should we wait until we can get a fan or something in here? No. Yeah. Should we? Yeah, no, because the fan is going to make noise. All right. Are we on? The fan. It's, okay, a, it's, here it's we go. been on, man. Go ahead. Uh, Guys, we, we are comedy store podcasting. Uh, we're in the basement, suffocating our today's guests. Uh, I'm Rick Ingram. Uh, with me, as always, Eleanor Kerrigan. Thank you. Hi, how are you? Uh, we have the great Brody Stevens you here. You got it. Stephen Brody yes, Stevens. Yes, I am down here in the new Comedy Store podcast studio basement. The dungeon. It's, it is the, the dungeon. dungeon. We could yeah. use... I have breathing problems in terms of like must. Not that this is a musty. This is just it's a just room a that hasn't had something. life in for a exactly. while. Exactly. It's and we padded the podcast studio with asbestos for sounds <laughs> That's, purposes. Look what you're doing to him. He yeah, started it's just, sweating. No, it's, a breath, it's just a Jesus, breathing thing. Ricky. That is all it is. And I'm not. I'm not a guy who's like picky about stuff. If I can't breathe, and you know, it's a normal. Well, that's, thing. A big, that's a pretty. That's a pretty big thing. Not to but be I'm able get to breathe. This. Okay. Yeah. You guys are I, good guys. I have bad uh, sign things too. I have allergies. But I'm also, it's about, I want, for future podcasts, I don't want... No, you're right, because you know, I know a lot of people that wouldn't come, you know... They're going to say that. They're I'm good. At, I'm good at helping. Although we did have like six people in here, Rogan and Stan, hoping yeah, yeah, that with but, the door closed and yelling and... And there was a certain <laughs> level of intoxication that I'm not sure they realized there was fumes well, in there you go. They were drunk. Yeah. They were yeah. under the Those fumes influence. were adding yeah, to the just high like, this that they had already what had. I'm looking for. So, okay, let's get right to the questions then, so that, like, sure. kind of, like, this okay. is what we t- like to talk about. Just when, when, what year did you start at the comedy store? Yeah, when did you arrive here? Okay. At the comedy store, uh, the first time I was on stage, the first time I came on to perform on stage was 1993. Okay. 1990. Okay, hold on, I got distracted. Cut that. Out. Wait, what happened? <laughs> it's, hey, I'm doing a podcast right now. Can I call you back? Are you going to cut that out? Hello? Ari? Yeah, am I on? Yeah, you're on. Okay. It's What's Dice. Oh, hey. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> start it up again. You got it. Dice and Brody back together again in the wonderful podcast studios. All of a sudden, Here. Brody can breathe. <laughs> the comedy no, store. No, I can no, breathe so fresh dice air. Hold air-ing. on. He's going to say something. Go ahead. What? Yeah, Brody. Give me a second. I, I, I was trying not to call you tonight. Why? Like, you're the one person that picked up. Oh, God. I don't know if this is what anyone wants to pick up, right? <gasps> That's a horrible but, thing but, to say to someone. No, well, 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 let me tell you. Let me tell you. I tried, um, let me think, Peter Dobson. Okay. We're in the middle okay. of a podcast. Okay. No, I know. Brandon, you know, uh, this, I can't see this guy from Sync. Okay. Uh, you know, Kevin <laughs> Corrigan. These are all people before you. Wheels. Okay, Steve I don't. Arnold. There's a giant list before me, and that hurts my feelings. No, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. <laughs> you know, I'm just stoned out, and I was laughing about shit. Brody, a- Andrew. How's it going? Brody has a question. It was fun uh, seeing you the other night at the Viper Room. 
that was it was funny watching you like do that dancing with that girl. <laughs> oh yeah, the drumming. Yeah, and, and, it was and, great. And by the way, you did, I came in doing your set, so I was able to see a good piece of your set. It was so fucking great. Brody's Thanks, I best. appreciate it. I had a fight. It was a fun uh, time. Eleanor Brody. was there also, and it was good. Yeah, but Brody, you're the best. Eleanor, we know, is the greatest female comic in oh. in, in the entire business right now. Thank there you. isn't one girl True. that I've watched, and I watch them all, and they're decent. You know, fucking uh, Sarah Silver is good. Um, there's no uh, Schumacher, whatever. No, Schumacher. The name is. <laughs> Schumacher. Uh, um, Love Schumacher. Uh, who else is out there right now, girl wise? Is Chelsea's really good. Oh, Natasha Legero. Natasha Legero, your co star. Really good, but that is not one girl that could shine up. Fucking asshole cheeks. Okay. Whoa. Uh, that's, a, that's a weird that's way to put it. But. Let me tell you, Brody, Eleanor has been opening for me for about seven years. Yes. To, to go up against those crowds and to get great in front of those, who's going to top that? Yeah. It's hard for me to follow this fucking imbecile now. What? You should. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, Andrew, when we did... It's uh, got good energy. We, we did Newport Beach, the Lido Lounge. Yes, remember when Brody opened for you in the it's Newport an Beach? Yes. Well, we, we don't really talk... That was sort of a massacre, but he, he wasn't given a fair shot only because... Everybody was so fucking drunk yeah. and excited to see, you know, probably, you know, one of the top three, four greatest comics ever in history. Who's that? The crowd gets a little rowdy. Oh. <laughs> they were rowdy. Were you down there, Eleanor, that night? No, remember I was in Philadelphia. Okay. Who's the other, who's, who else is in the top three, four? Yeah, who else is the top three great comics of all time? Well, I didn't even say who this one was. Oh, who is the one you were referring to? Now I'm not even going to tell you. Please tell us. No, I'm not even going to tell Don't you. Don't make us big. Look, look when, when I'm on stage, do you think I don't know how unreal I am? Come on. <laughs> Eleanor, you see me through show after show. I did the Tonight Show, stoned out of my mind. That's and, and true. He just it. did. That's what I heard. Killed you know, it. was a good when, set. When a producer is... Is, is texting you 10 minutes later, you murdered it. <gasps> you know you did good. God, that's a nice feeling. Right? You know what I mean? But I wasn't going to go out there straight. you got to be an asshole to walk out there straight. Are you high now? Yeah, of course. Proud of you. It's <laughs> proud of you. I'm, yeah, I'm so proud that he gets high. It's so great. Pot at night. That's true. You know what I mean? I try to waste the day. If I could, I could throw a rope around the sun and just pull it the fuck down and say, nighttime already. (laughs) I think you've become a little narcoleptic. No, you know what it is? Nobody's out at night, really. You know that. There's no rush hour. It's no... All comics are out. An an hour and a half to get over the hill, motherfuckers. Would you like to sunbathe? (laughs) What? (laughs) Don't you like to sunbathe? I have a natural tan, 24-7, 365 <laughs> days a year, all day long. But I soak in the sun. I go, yeah, I'll go to Starbucks. I don't need no favor from the sun. I got a tan. <laughs> Sun's good or healthy. Dog. It's good for you. Vitamin D. Yeah, it's good for your yeah. eyes. I've got defi- vitamin D deficiency. You got to take you go. vitamin D. That's what vitamins are for. <laughs> true. Do you have any um, questions for Brody? Because we're supposed to interview him for the... Uh, Comedy Store podcast right now. Oh, is that the podcast I'm calling into? Yeah, pretty much. Did, Did you go on tonight, Eleanor? I'm I'm opening for Dom Barris at the end. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, All right. I have um, a spot and a couple okay. uh, a couple more. Okay, and Brody, did you go on? Yeah, I did. He just I, killed I, I, it right I, now. You killed it, right? You're fucking hysterical. And Rick Engram went on, too. How many, how many years ago you started, Brody? I started, I took my, 93, but my first official stand-up was 94, Seattle. February of 94 is my start date. I took a workshop with the comedy store. Sandy? Yeah, Sandy Seashore, Paulie's sister, over at UCLA. Uh, Andrew knows Sandy Seashore. Yeah, I think they uh, were friends. They were friends. Well, she... She, oh, oh Andrew. <laughs> Inappropriate. Well, she taught me. She said, make it visual. Tell me that's not the best part. 
All right, so you started in comedy in 94, right? In Seattle. Uh, yeah, okay, wherever. When did you get you your mean? first, like, groupie? Wherever. It just, you know. I had, I had, I had a, up in Seattle, I had girls. I was on a, I had a cable access show. I'd get just girls. because you're fucking funny and you're on a stage, they'll just lay down and show you everything. <laughs> Wait, it's not is... always happening, though, Andrew. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that part for you. It happens like, you for... get on stage... You, you start doing well on stage in Seattle. Yeah. So do you remember like the first one that just laughed so hard she couldn't help but suck on your dick? <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a good question. So, yeah, that I should mean, be in the 10 questions. This is true. This should definitely be one of the 10. <laughs> this is a good question. I'm telling you something because that's what it's all about in comedy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I definitely have a lot of female fans. I can tell, like, on the... I'm in, not talking oh. about now. Okay. Oh, Eleanor, I'm a fan. We'll get to that. Well, I was well, more whatever. sexual back in the day. I've kind of... I've taken some time <laughs> off. I, I haven't I haven't had sex since Denver. Oh, when was that? What, what's that? He uh, hasn't had sex since Denver. All right, so how long ago is Denver? Four years ago. Four years ago. Oh no! Didn't we do Denver? Yeah, remember that place? It was great. The uh... yeah, it was like a, it was like a cave style. Yep. yep. Remember the marijuana? Well, that's a comedy works. Comedy works. Downtown. Wendy. Oh, yeah, Wendy's place. Was... Yeah. Yeah. But didn't we get like locked in there or something? Oh, um, we were hiding. No, we were hiding from somebody. Oh, from the fan. Yeah. There was no security for me. Right. Right. So yeah, we had a little man. bit of a problem. Yeah. Girls were trying nuts. to break in. To get at him. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's what's yeah, happening to me not. now, Andrew. I'm boy, getting those boy. chicks. All right. When, when did the drumming start? It's uh, it, I, a little bit in college. Then I, went, I didn't drum in Seattle. Then my the tail end of New York. So around 1999. And then when I came here in 2000, I would say at the comedy store in uh -huh. 2000. Just late at night, Jeff Scott and myself. And the... Oh, I, I remember when you first came there. I, I knew you were really something different and original. I knew that oh. immediately. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, no, that means a lot because I remember when you came up to me. It was early on, I think, back in 2000, and you said... Yeah, I liked you immediately. Right. Said, this, guy, this guy's great. So that helped my confidence. To, like, keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Did you that's, showcase that's right. for Mitzi? When did you showcase for Mitzi? In 2000, Bobby Lee got me a showcase. Oh, that's nice of him. So I think I got passed right away. Because of Bobby? Well, I, no, because of the showcase. Oh, I'm just asking. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Ingram's here, too. You know that, right? Oh, the best. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. The fucking best. Remember in New York God. with Ingram? Ingram. Ingram. New York. With that the bobblehead. We made him a be lot Argus. Of, yeah, there's a lot of Argus bobbleheading around, asking people where I could get hot peanuts. <laughs> Do yeah, it. Remember when, remember when Happy Face first met you and you were talking about doing speedballs? Oh, yeah. You know, and he didn't know what to make out of it. He just wanted, he wanted to kill you right yeah. in the car. He, he, I don't think he actually got to meet me as me for at least two you or know, three hours. It was the greatest so enjoyable when you do that to people <laughs> just messing with so people you just meet oh my god look what you had to deal with with me with the ambient and everything oh yeah Th those were crazy times those were fucking, when i was the colonel going through the fucking airport or oh something. my yeah. god i thought we were going to get arrested in miami because of I, uh I was, corporal I whatever his name was yeah didn't, didn't you didn't, wasn't i telling people you know, like security there to salute me because I'm a colonel. <laughs> yes, yes. And yeah, and people the, were freaked out because they were recognizing him, but they were like, "What is happening?" But he was so ambient out, he was in this character and couldn't come out of that's it. That's funny. Or he'd yeah, tell but, he'd tell people like, he was Marvin. Yeah, half oh. asleep. Yeah, half asleep. But yeah, half awake. Remember when I went over to the fat girl eating something she shouldn't be eating? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at the airport, like these two fat girls, and I'm like, look, look at what they're eating. Like they're not big enough. And 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 the colonel reprimanded them. No, he didn't. You did not <laughs> yeah. do that. Where was I? Uh, one, I would have. One of my favorite memories was uh, from me and Ingram. We we got to the airport in Jersey, and there were two 
very butch lesbians. Oh, yeah. And uh, you saw them and immediately kind of nudged Eleanor and gave me the look like, watch what I'm going to do. And uh, you started yelling at Eleanor to go get the bags. And when the two lesbians looked at you angrily, you go, chicks, you dudes know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And they got so mad. It was the best thing I ever saw. Oh, my God. That's why I say I'm the greatest. Yeah. No, for sure. Like, I know what I do to people. But on Ambien, you really sort of don't know what you do. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, on these robberies and crimes I would commit, like, you sort of know. Dice the criminal. Jeez. You make Brody nervous. Robberies and crimes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing this uh, celebrity cooking show now. So I'm admitting to a lot of my criminal activity on film. I don't think nice. you should do that. I no, hope I, I hope it involves me, arson uh, and like, Guy Fieri. It gets rid of, rid of the bag. Okay, but like you got Brody worried that you really were committing these crimes. Well, they weren't that major. It's nothing that people. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't want to get in trouble. I've been in trouble in Hollywood. I don't want. I want Andrew to learn from what I went through. Statute of limitations have passed. Uh, little hole in the wall stuff like they used to do you You get in a lot of fights too that makes brody nervous yeah but you can't help that yeah you know i'm i'm really brody knows how nice i am but yeah we hang out we go to jamba juice pet smart bed bath and beyond but if i get (laughs) normal stuff in any way you know look brody remember when we nearly robbed the pet store yeah <laughs> you were you know, part of these crimes? Was, yeah. He was going. To it was me. more for like, you know, it would be like a publicity deal because it's a misdemeanor. It's not a felony. <laughs> yeah, tell him why it would be a misdemeanor. Well, because it's uh it's what it's a under a certain amount of money. I mean, it was just like being like right. a, a bone, like a dog bone. What do you you know, it's like you could yeah. shoplift yeah. up the Look, I I came to the counter with some stuff. And, but can I ask the guy something about police? Yeah, you. Probably. Yeah, like, what if I stole this? I mean, what would you? What would happen? <laughs> yeah, because the guy told me how much it was, and I said, "What? What if I just took it?" Right, you were you basically know? daring the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Two adult men. What happens? How much jail time will I do? You know, because I told Brody, we'll just be on newspapers all yeah. over. And you were fine with that, Brody. I yeah, mean. we'll go to jail for a couple hours. Shoplift from PetSmart? It's classic. <laughs> Nobody gets hurt. It's a misdemeanor. It's a sponge from the record in like ten years. Victimless crime. The only place I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be a uh, I'm getting a badge in, in Vegas now. Oh God! No one should give What's you that? a badge. No, with everything else, with the hat, with the uniform, handcuffs, It's not a costume. Thing. It's called a uniform. No, that's... I'm going to have a 19-clip Beretta with a shoulder holster. I want people to see it. And it's like a complimentary badge. But with the badge, I can now start pulling people over. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if that's... Well, that can't be a good I idea. I think it's a good idea. No, no, you know how people just cut you off and think they get away with it? Right, yeah. not if, anymore. If they do it to me... They get a night in the cage, like in the jail, so, you know, <laughs> just in the cage overnight. How would you get them to this said cage? Is it at your house? Well, well, well I'm going to pull them over. I'm going to have a siren. Right, but then and, you have to and, put them in the back of your car and take them to it. Exactly. A... I'll cuff them. I got a gun. Okay. You know what I mean? You put the gun to their head, you tell them to put their hands That's behind good law their enforcement. back, whatever the speech is. <laughs> whatever the speech up. is. Miranda Somebody, rights? You know what's really getting me? Why a lot of people are going to go to jail in Vegas because of me? Because I'm going to personally bring them in when they don't use the blinker? The easiest uh, fucking thing in the car to use, and you think you don't got to use your blinker in front of me? This is this is my wife's biggest pet peeve. She was just Facebooking about it. She thinks they should be executed for not using the blinker. His wife? No, no, no. This is where it's going to get tough on people with me. If I see somebody driving slow in front of me, I know they're texting. So uh-uh. I'm just going to take the sort of shotgun and blow that top. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Players out. <laughs> ah. That's a night in the cage. <laughs> That's a night in the cage. This is. Uh, <laughs> do you have any more questions for Brody? Is he falling you know asleep from these paint do? fumes? Wait a minute, Germinator. You know what else I'm able to do? Oh, yeah. Sorry, Ricky. <laughs> That's all right. Rick, you know what else I'm able to do? What's that? Because of the 19 clip done, sure, I could do like a lot of home invasions. Oh no! Smart. And, and if I see they're not recycling, <gasps> you know, I, I give them like a dose of pepper spray with like a warning. Nice. They don't recycle in Vegas, so you're gonna be in every house. Well, I'm not gonna bust into everybody's house. It's gotta look suspicious. They told me none of them recycle. It's no recycle in Vegas. Remember. Uh, I'll find something wrong in the house. They're getting sprayed. No, but if I bust the fucking door down and I got people up against the wall with a gun to them, they're getting maced. All right. That's the, the 19 clip Beretta. Is that an extended clip on that? Right. Yeah, yeah, you could take out a lot of people with that. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, I like it. It's really. And but I mean, I'm going to wear it like cool, like on the outside, not like these jerk-offs wear it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, I'm gonna have to show the host, and then I'll probably become like sheriff of Carson City, where I can wear the cowboy. Would you feel, go. Brody? Would you feel safe in Carson City with Dice as the uh, sheriff. sheriff? Yes, very safe. Really? Of course. He's yeah. the only How sheriff. About you, Rick? He's the only sheriff willing to do home invasions for recycling, <laughs> and I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of enforcement this country needs. That's true, man. We really got to get it. Uh, Forget about Trump. We're, we're making America great again with Sheriff Clay. This is true. Now, let me tell you something about Sheriff Clay. When you see me have my first showdown in the middle of the street if somebody gets drunk or something. Sure. And I'm looking at them and they're looking at me and they want to have an attitude because they're so fucking drunk. They actually think they're going to outdraw me. That's not a good good decision by them. No. And I just go... I'll be your Huckleberry. Oh, I'm your Huckleberry. Do you know what movie that is, Brody? Tombstone. Hey, wait, Eleanor. We have to ask Brody questions. What? Eleanor. Yeah, we will. When we were in that closet with the, you know, hiding out. Okay. Then we, what happened there? Uh, That's a different um, subject. Uh, We talk about comedy on this show. Oh. Uh, so we're trying to like. I don't even know why I'm on this podcast. I, I wanted to. I wanted to interview to you, but you out. never come in anymore. So we have to come well, to you. You interviewing Brody? What am I gonna tell you? Yeah, you're interrupting our interview with Brody. You have any questions for Brody? Brody. Yeah, right here. Do you see the shape that that girl's in? Eleanor. Yeah. Oh yeah, rocking body. <laughs> Thanks, Brody. Unreal, right? Yeah. She takes care, you know. She she'll get she'll throw down. She's Philly bred. Uh, yeah. She she don't just take kids. This girl is a gym. Okay. Oh wow! <laughs> like LA Fitness or twenty four hour? I think I'm twenty four hour. Gold. Glad she. Should I tell them what you made out of? Sure. She's sort of like my friend Happy Face in the way that she's basically constructed of glass. Steel and some high-grade plastics. That's just my heart. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's got slats. Her belly is basically slats of imported lumber. <laughs> what? She's got all-weather feet, digital hearing, Dolby eyes. Wow. This is impressive, right, Brody? But yes. Dolby hearing and digital eyes. But you're going to be at the CS uh, convention in Vegas. Yes, I will. New, be. new uh, technology, wearable technology. <laughs> All right, listen, I'm not looking to take away from Brody's uh, interview here. You got it's a big it. night for me. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't even know I'm calling a podcast. I'll be quite honest. No, I, I agree. You should have told him, Eleanor. Did I, you? No, I told him. Yeah. He knows I'm at the store. He knows I'm always working. I'm doing either on stage exactly. or a she's podcast. Out. She's always on the street. Okay. Inappropriate. <laughs> she She's a nightbird. I am a nightbird. <laughs> you know, why do you think we were able to go out for six years? She stays up. Five years. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it was. <laughs> That's yeah, love. True love. Count the fucking months or whatever the week. <laughs> Oh, five years, three weeks, and a month. <laughs> Whatever the fuck it is. No, but we're gonna we're gonna have you on. Will you do the podcast one time for reals? Eleanor, I can't like deal with all the blinking. No, we're gonna come to your house and and do it there. I'm I'm getting it painted. It smells like paint in here too. Same thing. You can't you see. We're downstairs in the basement. You know that, right? Holy shit. I don't know where you are. In the basement. Like I said, always in the street. (laughs) You know I like the basement. Basement basement strong. It's a little closet in the basement. There's no blinking lights, right, Brody? Not at all. It's it's very peaceful. It's very peaceful. It's nice. You know, you can hear upstairs. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. In the basement. And you, you tell me I'm bad. I and know. With three guys in a closet. I am basically with three guys in a closet. That is so weird I mean. that you knew there were three hey, guys. Where's Eleanor tonight? Hey, she's probably in that basement closet with a couple friends. <laughs> so, I like to hang out. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. Uh, all right, all right. Do you have any no, more I'm questions good. for Brody? I don't know. I see him all the time. What the fuck am I going to ask him? You're right. Did you finish right. that book you were reading? Yeah, yeah. That's a personal question. All right. <laughs> Which book? In a book? Yeah, I've been looking at books. Um, he reads a lot. Oh, that's good, Brody. I well, I used that. to read more. I've been now. I'm getting more back into the internet. I got to get more. Whole. I got to. It's good to hold a book. Uh, yeah. Are you chill? Are you chilling out like with the, uh, you know, the tweet people? <laughs> yeah, I'm good on. Hey, I'm doing great on there, Andrew. And I've been exercising. I mean, I'm walking, getting getting my steps in. Perfect. Yeah, but you're not like fighting with nobody, right? No, I'm once in a while for show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. Right. I have I have sessions with him over this. Yeah, yeah we talk, Andrew. Yeah, exactly. He knows out. everything about me. You guys are yeah. buddies. Fucking crazy! With you, got to have a session over tweeting. <laughs> Andrew looks but, out for me when things happen. I He's, do, uh, you I, know, I do. I tell him like, forget them. You're right to them. Like, say something funny. Who gives a fuck what they say back? It's true. Yeah, you can't get He's involved. Right. You go to Andrew for. Uh, you don't get personal. But they just want to laugh. Yeah, oh. or they like to just get people mad. They like to play. You know, button people, pushers, plus button pushers, whatever. And, and what's going on with the uh, the fucking baseball stuff now with you? I like baseball. I'm good at it's exercise. It's fun. No, it's ins- are you playing with a high school right now? I got asked to play a charity event against Torton. No, but he's also like on the Dodgers. <laughs> kind of on the Dodgers and the Cubs. No, explain what I mean. Yeah, I'm friends. A lot of my friends are coaches and players with the different teams, so I get to uh, yeah throw the ball with them, suit up. He's gonna help my nephew get in, get a uh, be a Dodger or maybe a Cubby. I have connections. Yes. <laughs> Should you get my hey, little Jimmy in? Hello. Little Jimmy don't need him. Oh, that's yeah. true. He got nobody the, needs me. J- little Jimmy got the Hammer Strength Award throughout the country. Holy All American uh, Hammer Strength for his VCU college team. Brody, this yeah. guy's going to spell major leagues. Yeah, I deal with major leagues. I mean, they, I, I, he'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. But that's a big deal, the Hammer Strength. Yes, thing. Hammer Strength is a is a workout uh, award. They baseball players do a lot of exercising. Yes, they do. And that's how I stay in shape. I do my baseball workout. It's a good workout. What does that, what, what that like entail? Like, I, tra- I train like a pitcher. So I, I do a lot of the pitching exercises for my shoulder and for my elbow, for my core. I do cardio. So I, I, 
I treat my exercise like I'm pitching for the Dodgers, even though I don't pitch. Uh-huh. So in my head, I'm on the team, yeah, but That's I'm not wow. actually doing it. That's amazing. That's how I stay in shape. But if they called you in and said, hey, Brody, we're way deep in our bench. Well, that's we not going to happen, but I could throw batting practice for sure. Really? Batting well, practice. They'd let you do that. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, you went to a maybe. <laughs> a minute yeah. ago we were in. Now we're at a maybe. Yeah. yeah. All right. Why, why maybe if they ask you to play? I'm not going to play, but I mean, I would uh, help out in any way I can. Have you met Chase Utley? No, I have not. Oh. No, but if, if they told you to go hit the ball, you wouldn't do it? I mean, I'm a pitcher. He's I think about pitcher, pitching. And I, 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 when it comes to baseball, yeah, I think no, reality. So he I just. You know you can hit. Well, I have a bad elbow right now, Andrew. <laughs> so that's going to mess up your throwing, too, though. Right. <laughs> no, you can hit. Um, all right. We're going to get back to the comedy session. So, That's what this was, with, with questioning the man. Yeah, but you were questioning about baseball instead of stand-up comedy. No, but this is why I don't, this is why I call you last. <laughs> All right, you know what? That's not fair. I'm sick of that list, and I'm really low on that list, by the way. There's like so because many felons in like front of me. What did you just say? What did you just say? It, I was being honest and saying it wasn't about comedy. It's about him. It is about him. Ask him questions about him. Well, I want to hear about his showcase for Mitzi. So hear it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going inside. Okay, but you're going to have to come to the basement soon. <laughs> it's fun in the basement. It is. You have to come here. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Later, okay. Dice. Brody. So long. Bye, Brody. Bye. See ya. He hung up on me. Uh, so Brody, two thousand, yeah, yeah. you came here back to reality. We yeah. got rid of. Apologize for the phone call. I was looking at my questions, and it just said dodo bird on my thing, and that's okay. what I got Andrew it. in here. Got it. So, because uh, he's a dodo bird. Uh, I I knew who it was when I saw dodo. Bird. Everyone knows yeah. that, especially when it's spelled wrong. You know exactly who it is. So, yeah. uh, you came here in two thousand. You showcased for Mitzi. Mm-hmm. What were the comics that were here? Were they nice to you? Were they cool with you? Or was it part um, of the... I would say 95, 98% were friendly. Some of the older guys, maybe. It seems like everybody keeps saying that. Like, the older guys were kind of like... Eh, like when I say kid. older, like the older guys, they were... Different like, generation of comedians. Yeah. Threatened by the new... Right. Threatened by comics. the new There's a little bit of that, yeah. yeah. But I kind of stayed away and from that anyway and my spots i'd get like one or two late super late spots and then i remember i was fine with those they were good for late night development and something you you go you grow out of it and then you start getting other spots and you go around but it's always you know it's like it's a good gym it's a diet the late night spots a comedy gym and but you listen to your body and you listen to how you feel and you adjust because then you start going, I don't want to do the late night spot. It's just I grew out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I was talking. I interviewed Earl Skakel for the podcast and I asked him what it was like when he showed up and he said he just remembered you were hosting a lot uh, like the open mic. Right. And that uh, you were cool to him. Um, but you were. uh realistically uh, aggressive towards some of the crap open micers and he really liked that about it right like just the truthfulness of Brody the host yeah Earl Uh, says that he said that when I was hosting I was like brutally honest with these guys I don't remember that another guy said I made somebody cry that's possible but well if you're honest with people sometimes people can't take honesty and they do cry and there's a lot like i when I started here, Dave Taylor was in charge of making at least two people, people cry. cry every week. <laughs> but I, I, Only I don't, two? I, never, I don't wow. remember seeing Brody that, ever make someone that's cry. That's why I kind of just go along with it because I don't really, re- to be honest, I go. But sometimes I, people are so sensitive. Like you could have just said, look, man, I don't think you're ready yet. And they would have flipped up. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. people get like I mean, that. I hosted a show in New York for a year and a half. I did a cable access show in Seattle for 150 shows. Wow. So I kind of like, I'm aware and I'm not a mean guy. So, yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've heard that before in terms of like, I, I, I'm not. So, but you're dealing with. Yeah. You comics know, telling stories. 
comics telling stories, but I, I can see, uh, I mean, if somebody's going to cry at an open mic, I mean, come on, get but, out of the business. Yeah, please. The, the, but I was doing that. a lot of, I would host, uh, I would do, I mean, I never worked here. I wasn't a door guy, so I, oh, never, that's right, I, I huh? never did that. But you, I, and you just showcased once? You get, did the one much, showcase I and got so. in? Wow, yeah. Bobby was Duncan has super clout. Talent coordinator? Who's talent coordinator then? Corey, 2000. Oh, no. It might have been Duncan, because I, I showed up. It in, was Duncan or somebody right, whoever was right before Duncan. Yeah. yeah, Corey was right before. Princess Corey was right before him. And then um, Duncan, then there was one girl that Mitzi tried for a little bit. It didn't work, and it went to Tommy. Yeah. Well, I, I was, uh, you know, intimidated. Definitely was when like you an got intimidating here? place. And I mean, still to this day, because when I got here, I was intimidated. And, you know, it's kind of like first impressions. Yeah. So... Because 2000, I, I, I don't remember your showcase specifically. Do you remember what you showcased with, like your material? No. <laughs> you I, I, I had, uh, I had uh, when I took that, when I came back here after college, I graduated. And uh, when I was going to try some stand-up, see if I liked it, I was doing a, I did a, I worked on a student film. I just wanted to learn everything about show business because I never did it. I was playing baseball You're an athlete, yeah yeah and then I, I went out to you know from the valley didn't have really any connection to show business for the most part never had the confidence really also to be i was a baseball player i didn't really focus on any kind of performance right. so started exercising the mind my last like yeah my last year at arizona state i had some extra credits and i was not really playing baseball so i took an acting class it was fun it was supportive i took another one but it was I was trying to be like a square peg in a round hole. It's like right. a lot of comedians, I think, are that way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm not an actor. You're yourself. You know, I can act. Yeah. But it was like, okay, I'm trying to be an actor. I'm trying to like, oh, work on the Instead of like jumping in and go, you know, I want to be an actor. I want to be some creative. I want to be an right. artist. I never, ever crossed my mind of like, oh, being an artist until I started doing stand-up i was doing stand-up so i was taking the stand-up workshop at ucla and then i was also working on this student film a usc film where they shot all over the, it was like for a week or two or whatever but i was like doing the lights doing the grips i hate it i didn't like it you know how you see yeah, film production crews. stuff sucks exactly they treat you like shit mm -hmm. but i wasn't doing pa work i was doing grip work but right. yes yes that was it but i was still learned about you know, film like we was watching them make the 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 film live. It was interesting, and then also we did a live. Uh, well, we did an overnight shoot at Radford Lot in the Valley, so I was able to like check out the Seinfeld Studio set. Oh wow! I went on the set there and Roseanne, the building there. So that was kind of cool. There's some cool things, but yeah, I yeah. knew that I wanted to be more on the creative side. But I also knew that I wasn't there yet, you not ready. even close. Yeah, so. Took the I was taking the the comedy workshop to see if I liked it because I did the acting in, in in college didn't really like it wow but so where did you go to college Arizona State that's right so then I saw UCLA comedy stand up comedy there's like a couple stand up comedy classes in L A at the time Greg oh, wow. Dean had one and then yeah. UCLA Extension so you'd look through the uh, you know the L A Weekly or the backstage you know paper. Right. this is like I mean the internet was out but it was new yeah yeah and then um so i was taking that uh ucla workshop i liked it and sandy paulie's sister sandy, sandy Shore, Shore. she taught it so i knew oh, she taught the ucla class. she taught oh, it. that's oh. awesome because a lot of people took her class sebastian took her sebastian class did. i can't peter sprite peter sprite he was in my class yes. and then oh, yeah and Jesel, like jeselnik took greg dean's class oh he did i yeah. didn't know that that's how yeah. he started i took I adam mean, barnhart's class i love adam barnhart so yeah i i, I couldn't you couldn't pay me to take Adam Barnhart's class. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. No, it be all I, I needed did. it because I was coming from structure with baseball in college. So I, I wanted that. I, that's kind of what people say. Like it makes it, it basically forces you to do comedy. Get on stage. Like it teaches like it you basics and then makes you go, uh, I'm taking this class. So I'm going to have to do this showcase. And there's then you like it or that. you don't. I mean, there's a little bit of that. For me, it was just. Because I didn't really, I mean, I tried to write new jokes, but it was just, I was just excited to go to see. I wanted to see if I liked it. Right. So every week when I would be driving to UCLA from the Valley, I was excited. I was like, oh, I'm going to UCLA. And 
yeah. park yeah, my car. Yeah, that's a big deal. And then I'd go get excited for my two or three minutes in front of my other classmates. And I try new jokes, but they end up laughing at me. You know, kind of what I'm doing now. And then the set we would be over. The set would be, uh, or I talk to Sandy a lot after the show, and then or after class. And then I would drive by. I'd go from UCLA. Then I drive by to the comedy store. I drive by, never came in. So it was like either on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. But it was like the comedy store was really popping. It was going off, but I didn't go in because I wasn't ready. I wasn't passed. Yeah. I was just taking this workshop. So I drove by it, and then. Eight or ten weeks later, when you we did our graduating class here at the comedy stores, like a Sunday night in the original room, but it was packed. This is nineteen ninety three, yep. so I went on. I did well. I mean, everyone does pretty well. You, I don't know, eh. but it's a graduation was packed. Everyone brings I've like seen five people. people. Bomb. Okay, I guess hurt. it does yeah, happen. So you, you, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm being nice. You so, are. I watched a lot. I was nervous. Yeah. I was. Definitely I remember when nervous. she did her graduation in the OR. Yeah, it was nerve. I mean. And I, I remember I cursed a lot, but I got laughs. I did okay. And people gave me their business card after. Oh, you're <gasps> a comedian, this and that. I go, yeah, yeah. And I felt like a comedian. It makes you feel, yeah. I it felt does. good. And then I, um, like a couple days later, one of the classmates and I said, okay, we'll do an open mic. So I went out to Chatsworth for this open mic. And it was wow. just like, because I feel I'm a comedian now. <laughs> did the comedy store, graduated the class. And I go and it's like, wasn't fun it was like didn't enjoy it hard and i knew like okay i get it because i played baseball you know i played team sports i know when somebody's like i know social stuff i right. know social cues and uh you know consequences to behaviors and things of that nature so do the show and i go you know what it's not me but i don't want to go this route one because i'm from the valley i grew up here i'm not gonna have somebody not from here tell me i'm not funny or this or that i'm not dealing with it so i felt like there's still more comedy for me to learn so ucla also had a business of comedy class not stand up business so i wanted to learn everything about comedy learn about contracts all that was interesting and i wasn't doing open i did that bad open mic experience so i didn't do it i take this business of comedy class and I'm working on a film, another student film, which I didn't like. I think I stopped it. Oh, I was working at Macy's out in the Valley. I wow. was working Bullocks at the time. Oh, okay. So I was in the China department. So I was doing that, basically spinning my wheels. Because when you're, you're just working and trying to exist. Yeah. And I, I there's no support group. I would knew I knew that I had I was being drawn into comedy. I felt the the buzz and I wanna try, but I knew I had a long road ahead of me, whatever, yeah. if, if even, which is, I mean, uh, uh, that's probably part of why you're so great because uh, a lot of people don't have the uh, ability to realize that it, it, it's not an overnight thing. Every time I meet someone who's like, I've been doing comedy for four weeks and I'm an expert. <laughs> I'm just like, get this asshole completely out of LA, send him yeah. back to Nebraska and let him fucking work on the farm team. Yeah. Yeah. They get in the way here. They come out here and it's like, and I knew that. And I go, I'm from here. And I said, I got to get out of here. And I was just spinning my wheels. But I was reading up on just, you know, but this, again, pre-internet. So reading up stuff. And basically, he said, why don't the teacher, uh, Danny Robinson, he's an agent at APA. He oh, said, I know Danny yeah, really yeah. well. He's so a good does guy. Rick. He said. Argus has set me up with him several oh, times. <laughs> well, he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Great and he guy. He said to get out of L.A., go to a smaller mar- market. Yeah. Get good there and then come back. You'll see how it is. So I had went to school in Phoenix, but I never, ever did any kind of comedy. Never felt the energy to do it back in college. Sure. So I had friends back there, you know, who lived there and graduated. But I had family up in Seattle. So Ooh. my dad's brothers, Tom and Dick, Tom, Dick and Harry, my dad was alive at the time. They said, why don't you come up to Seattle? It's very, uh, they're into the arts. They'll support, they're, they're, they're supportive. So this is back in 94. We're talking prime Seattle years, too. Grunge. Yeah, right. grunge. yeah it's like right after Central. grunge. Oh. Just a little bit after right. grunge. Just a little bit after the comedy boom. Both yeah. of those things. But, um, so that LA earthquake happened. Northridge earthquake. Oh, yeah. I was here for that. Yeah. And uh, where I was, my, my family, where my sister stays, got ragtagged where I was staying. And Macy's got thrashed. So, didn't have a it was like a sign to me. I said, I'm getting out. I, Cause I had been yeah. researching it anyway, like Seattle or Phoenix. And I was just like, I got to go to Seattle. And that earthquake was like, 
I'm out of here. So yeah, literally like you. a week later, I drove up to Seattle, uh, stayed with my aunt and uncle, um, stayed there for a few months. And then I started working at the Comedy Underground. Then, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I worked there to learn about seating. I learned, uh, yeah, I worked at the Comedy Underground in Seattle. And then I ended up moving. I had to move out of my, uh, you know, at my aunt and uncle's house, moved by the Space Needle, worked for the Seattle Supersonics. I had, wow. So that's where I started doing it. So Seattle, just to make a long story longer, that's kind of. Uh, <laughs> no, that's awesome. Because I remember you, for a minute, I remember being like, oh, he's from Seattle. And then I was like, oh, no. No, I'm from here. I mean, I grew it. up here. I just, you I just. And that's where you met James Inman and oh, yeah. other comic <laughs> legends. Yeah, James Inman. Um, up in Seattle. Josh Wolf was up there. Yeah. Joey Diaz, Craig Gass, Mitch Hedberg, actually, for a little yes. bit. Um, and they would get a lot of good comedians coming up from C- uh, uh, San Francisco. Right. So you get a lot of those guys. And. Working at the Comedy Underground, you really learned about a three-person show, and you didn't learn about this showcasing. Like all the clubs here, you know, showcasing five, yeah, you know, five to twelve comics a night, right? Whereas, That's a road gig, exactly. Whereas, like, yeah, in Seattle, a club, you learn about the seating, you learn about how the bar works, the waitresses, uh, the condo. I learned a lot of that stuff. I wanted to, but I also, you know, didn't like. Yeah, I was so nervous, like just to do the off mic announcements, like, all right, welcome to the Comedy Underground. We got a great show. I was just like super nervous. You think all yeah, you just think all that stuff's so important. If you fuck that up, it might fuck up your ability to do comedy and Well, I just was nervous. Yeah. I mean, I was just dread it was just to speak into the mic, even though there's the script there to and to do that, it was like nerve wracking. Sure. So I really had to, you know, put my time in and and do the and I knew it was a long road, so I did the shows, did the open mics, learn. I had to learn to speak. I remember Jay Leno was learning, listening to one of his books, and he said that just talk doesn't matter what you do because I didn't really perform. Yeah, so that's why I started working for the Seattle Supersonics, selling T-shirts, working there. Oh, so that's like a, a, a Barker kind of thing. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I was doing that at the game, selling wow. uh, Gary Payton jerseys, Sean Kemp jerseys nice. for cash. Rain man. Yeah, I was doing all that. And uh, and then I did my cable access show. So I was like doing TV. What was your cable access show about? It was like, me and Tana, my friend Tana. Oh, yeah, I met. So yeah, Tana, yeah. he's back. I haven't really spoken to him for a while, but he's he's back in AZ. But we were up in Seattle and cable access was popular. Yeah. And there was guys up there were like, okay, comedians, but they were like, they were at a cable access show. So they carried themselves. It, cable access was something up there. There were only maybe 40 channels at the time, and Cable sure. Access was channel 29, and Seattle had the second largest per capita viewing audience in the country. And then right be- for Cable Access, King County Cable. And then the year before, a guy out of Seattle Cable Access wrote a m- script, about sold a movie, and it got made based off the Seattle Cable Access studio. So I knew there was like buzz and heat, like, ooh, it's like kind of a cool thing to do. And... I just wanted, I said, well, look, if I have to work in TV someday, why not get used to the cameras? Look into the camera, get used to it. And and also I looked at it as, as mic time, stage time. Yeah, definitely. Because these comedians, they were big shots, kind of, because they had a show. They had a live show. I went to it, and I remember they had an audience, and they had a crew. And it was interesting. But then they had a new thing coming out called the Hot, but they had a crew. So you have to have like higher crew and it's cable access, but they had this new thing coming out called the hotline studio. You didn't have to have crew. It was just you and the camera. I didn't want to hire crew. I don't want to rely on, Oh, camera guy here, camera guy there, camera audience. F that. I'm not, didn't, but the, you mean you could do a hotline, you can do a show like in a room like this and have it be cable access. It was basically like this. Right. So it was like, we had a two cameras so big beta camera, like real TV cameras. So yeah. So one like locked down on both of us, and then we had another one on the with the with a swivel, so you can move it. But we you're not allowed to touch the camera technically. So we had a we had like a broomstick, so we were able to move this camera, <laughs> and then we had the switcher. So we had the wow. switcher. We do the camera angles. Then we typed in the graphics. I mean, there was work involved. And you typed in the graphics, like 
on the keyboard to put up on the show. So anyway, I did that. We would do that. And I looked at it as like, yes, TV time, mic time. And people liked it. I, I didn't know people would like it. But when I'd walk down the street, Brody, yes, Jews and Samoans rule the world. We, I was getting recognized probably. <laughs> Jews and Samoans. You know, like three times a day in Seattle. Wow. So it helped my kind. We were getting fan mail. So I, I saw what people liked. They liked when I got mad, like the fake mad. Like people go, you suck. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You don't hang up. I'm not going to hang up on you. What's your, what, what are you, you said, what, what's your name? Yeah. Fred. Oh, really? Fred? How old are you? 11? Really? What's the capital of Atlanta? What's not even a, Okay, never mind. What's the capital of Texas? I hope so that's what happened. So you're like yelling at me, and, you, I go, and I would go, give the camera to me. Switch your like, look at it. Fake rage. You. Don't do that. <laughs> so people like, I guess people like that. But of course I was like. You're developing your character. Yes. Yeah, you're, but was you're basically also, doing crowd work on the phone, which is amazing. I mean, yeah, it was that. It was just like putting on a crazy show. And I saw that, you know, people seemed to like it. But after, you know, doing doing shows, doing the shows in, uh, I felt like I hit it in Seattle. Yeah, I got to a certain point. It was like three years. And I was like, okay, I started there. So they look at you at a certain way, like where you start. Yeah. So I knew I would, I made it to like, guest spots maybe hosting or a guest spot that's how i was in kansas city yeah and i'm like i'm not i don't want to do this here i'm i'm moving to back to la or i'm, I'm right. moving to la well it's just like from playing sports you learn a lot about yeah. group mentality and you know first impressions and all that sort of thing so joey diaz was he would say about going to uh, new york city did and you go to new york from seattle to new york yeah. Oh, nice. I knew. Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't want to come back to L.A. I always wanted to go to New York. And again, like if you stand up, it's like that was a place to be. But as yeah. a kid, I always wanted to go to New York. Growing up here in L.A., just New York was such a whole nother. Yeah. yeah. Another animal. And I remember in college back in like 89. Yeah. 89. We went back to Connecticut to play. Mm -hmm. oh, I remember wow. we we had a couple days off and we went down to New York City. It was like, whoa, I couldn't believe it because I was so West Coast, you know, East Coast and so different. I mean, back then it was even more oh, yeah. different. Today, it's probably a little this more, you know, a little more homogenized at the word. But New York was really New York. It was rough. Yeah. New York but was I remember, bad back then. I remember yeah. driving around the Bronx and. We drove around Manhattan and it was like, it was pretty cool. It was did like, you live in Brooklyn? Where did you live? Well, when I moved there, I lived, well, that was just, that was a, when I first drove around, that was in 89 where I was like bitten oh, oh, by the I bug. Like, saying. wow, yeah, yeah. I went to New York. So in my head, I always wanted to like live, live there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So when I did that, it was, it was like everything I thought it would be and more when Don't I, you love when going I went back? there. Uh, it's different now. Oh, I love New York. It's yeah. different now. It's it is different, but I mean, it's I mean, still I like the, the comedy scene. Of New York. Is the comedy scene. I like the people of New York. I like the people of Chicago. I know Chicago is a good but scene. I don't care for the city. New York. Yeah. It's you. not the same anymore. It's 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 it's, it's gone. I never got. They never let me perform anywhere. I'm about. Oh, stand up, stand up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not, I'm not talking about. Yeah, it's a million dollars to live there now. Like it's crazy that way. But I'm saying the scene, the stand up scene, is still. Well, for me, the, the scene. Killer. I mean, well, it's not. It's that even is not what it used to be. I don't think. I mean, there's new there's new things popping up. For me, when I went out there, the scene was surf reality. If you were like an open mic or creative or you wanted that mic time, surf reality on Sunday nights in the Lower East Side with that was like an alternative room. It was an alternative theater room to the bigger, cool, hip alternative rooms back then, oh. which was Luna Lounge on Monday nights. Everybody wanted to do that. That was the hot room. So surf reality, people would do surf reality of hopes of like, okay, get good and yeah. maybe i'll get to do get invited up right exactly <laughs> so jeff ross would do it sklar brothers um a lot of guys would come through there mark maron i think and yeah. he's got a bad attitude but well, <laughs> that's his thing right yeah yeah but you would get the fate you get eight <laughs> minutes of stage time <laughs> yeah. so great you get eight minutes of stage time oh, seattle wow. yeah. the open mic you get four or five maybe six minutes yeah Oh, but okay. you're getting so eight up. minutes yeah, wow. guaranteed. So the show goes until everybody is on. Right. You know, the first half is a bigger crowd, like the first it two hours. Out then. And then you just go. But it 
it really was a great, uh, for me, it was a great time to experiment and grow and do the whole yelling thing and playing drums and doing crowd work and being positive because you couldn't heckle these guys. It was just artists. Yeah. yeah. So then on Wednesday night, it was kind of the same thing. We do collective unconscious. And that was a little harder to get on, but it was still the same supportive, artistic. It's all about support. And that was the thing. So then you, uh, then I also did the clubs. I did stand up New York, uh, a couple guys, and I was I was passed up there. And but at late night spots, really didn't get much. And then I barked at the comedy cellar, I uh, because there's a guy I was doing open mics with, and he says, Brody, I'm working at the comedy. He was a waiter there, and he goes, I'm doing comedy. And Manny's giving me spots. Manny owned the club. Yeah, Manny's giving me spots. He goes, I'm not good enough for him. He says, I think you should, you should try and get a job there, and you can get spots. I think you should do it. So I looked into the job and they for barking. That's like, handing out like tickets and yeah, yeah. Times like, hey, Square we got comedy stuff. here, yeah. great show, comedy seller. You got it. Cheaper than a movie, more laughs than a drama. I don't know. <laughs> Was that your spiel? I yeah, I would it. do all yeah. that. So they would. I'd be out there with Godfrey, Artie Fuqua, mm-hmm. Attell, Todd Berry. Sarah um, Silverman said she used to do it too. I didn't. You know, I saw her once in a while. I would see uh, like Greg Giraldo a lot. Yeah. Um, Jim Norton, all big, the guys big Colin names, Quinn. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I worked the door there. Judah was great. Gaff again, Judah. I would see, but he didn't really do the comedy seller all that much. But that was just a great. But that was like that was good for me. New York was just being in New York, knowing that I could fit in and get laughs there, and because you got to really push it. It's New York, you know. Like move yeah. it, let's go. Did you get spots at the cellar? No, that was the <gasps> thing. Like I was intimidated. Aww. I never, I never pursued it. Because Esty was intimidating, so I She's never. Like Mitzi, yeah. There's some of that, yeah. And again, I, I, you, I'm not that confident guy. Like I'm funny, put me on. It was almost like somebody's gonna have to say, Brody, you're. We should. You, they should put Brody on. Like it just didn't happen. And I get that because who is this guy? Yeah, he's from Surf Reality. So now he's do. They didn't even know me. Yeah, I wasn't doing right. clubs. So when I came to L.A three years later in 2000. So I worked at the comedy store like 98, 99 year and a half or so. I had to like, kind of get that through my, cause they looked at me. Some of these guys would look at me as a barker. Like, Oh, I didn't know you did stand up too. There's a little bit of that, but over year that over time that goes away, but there is something of that. Like in my head, thinking that these guys only know me as a barker. There's a little bit of that still there. That, there's, there was that here. Because I, I worked here, and when I started, I got passed well before I should have, probably. I had no real act. And right. when I would get spots very occasionally, like Mitzi would give me a spot once every two or three months. And when I do a spot, I'd usually not do that well. And then I'd get, oh, I, I didn't know you did comedy, too. I thought you just parked cars here. <gasps> And I'd be like, this mother F. And I never Who said that never forgave any of them. Oh, just people in general. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of it them. It seems but, like there but, was a lot of them with how angry he just got but right that's, there. But that's his human nature. It's that's what I learned about baseball. Like when I played baseball my freshman year, these guys are hard on me. Yeah. It's like people like me at Reseda High School. Then I go to Arizona State and now I'm like a weirdo. I'm not a weirdo. You guys just don't get it. Hello? Yeah. Oh, okay. Who is that? Oh, that was Brad. It's the great Watso. Um, Watso. So baseball helped me with that. Same thing like when I went to New York. It was like Seattle was good. It was like everyone was cool there in the open mic scene. And but New York was a little more competitive. These guys, I think, a little more protective and see they tougher. Uh, in Kansas City. They weren't they weren't supportive at all. And you you could do the open mic, and there was like four or five just extremely untalented middle-aged assholes that basically ran the scene it's mean, right, and to uh, say to me i'm right here oh these people were the worst and they would give you this comedy advice and they'd go up and do the bomb doing the same three minute bits about how they're so fat and it was it was yeah terrible and then i'd go up and i'd do okay and i did impressions and stupid shit back then then i'd get off and they'd pull me aside and go, well you know you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. You ran the light by four seconds. So next week, you know, only get two minutes. And 
And then I was just like, whatever. So I, I moved on. I got to the point where I'm like, start thinking about moving away. Cause I'm like, I'm never going to grow here. The same awful five people get all the spots. And then they'd start to, you, you're stupid. If you move to LA before you are a headliner. And that's right. what they all say. And I was oh just like, God. all right, cool. A headliner? That's what they said. I don't said. think you should wait to be a they headliner. Said, go on the road until you become a headliner, and then you can move to New York or L.A. And uh, so what I just Jesus. did was I continued to do the open mic for another six months to a year, and then I just left and never told anyone. Just like, <laughs> and, and like, I they went back five cried. years later, and they're this was still the same dudes doing the same five minutes. Yeah, acting like they run everything, and there's that kind of stuff out there. I've kind of I've been lucky for the most part. I try to avoid that, like fly above it. But but you let me ask you this: If a young comic, you saw a young comic, or they asked you for advice, would you say things like that, like crazy stuff? We've heard a lot of crazy stuff over the years. My advice to comedians that they ask me, like in general, I say. I mean, it just depends. Mic time and jokes. Basically, you know, mic writing time and, jokes. and stage time. Right. Yeah. That, there's really no secret. And then with that, within that, you grow, you find your voice, then, peop, the, then you build friendships and people yeah. talk. And, you know, they, they, you know, it's like people want to get on shows. It's like the comedians will let you know, you know, they kind of like run it. Then there's yeah, exactly. like politics and all that sort of stuff. But. If somebody's funny, they're always going to like, you're going to get calls to work. Yeah. Did, what's the worst advice somebody's ever given you? Like an older call or whatever. Oh, worst. I mean, that was That's pretty a good terrible. Question. That's a good Ricky question. Got, but... That's a good question. Yeah. I'd have to think about that one because that's actually good. The worst advice. Um, Move to Seattle. No, that was great I'm advice. <laughs> I'm teasing. I have. <laughs> No, because Seattle has a killer scene. I wouldn't. I don't know about Kansas City though. That's because there is no scene there. Oh, okay. it's... <laughs> but even uh, Arizona has a good scene, correct? Or I don't just think recent? so. Here's my thing. Excuse me. Excuse okay. me for the owning. <laughs> we're going too yeah, long. That's right. We got to wrap it up anyway. But for me, Arizona is not a development. Not that development vibe. Got it's it. Aryan. It's white. It's give us the <laughs> I feel joke. Like you looked at Ricky and it's I really Scottsdale. hard when you said that. It's that's what it is. So when I played sports there, you know, I got picked on. Baseball's that way. I'm the Jewish guy, goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's beer. It's country music. It's golf. It's sororities. It's not Boston. It's, it's not artistic. Not, oh, it's Boston's not New York. Good. It's not York's San Francisco in the day. It's, it's not that. Yeah. So it's great for clubs. The Tempe Improv yeah, is I mean, if you're, classic and all that stuff, but it's not, it just never gave, never had that vibe. Development. You know, feel. you need that. Yeah. And, but, you know, we talk about politics and that sort of stuff. It's like LA is, LA is, LA had, you know, as LA say, they talk about, you know, California is democratic or very liberal. Sure. And it may be. In parts. But, but it's good for, it's good for, as an artist. You want to have that supportive vibe because when you have that confidence, you can really bring out and get those good performances. But when you're in that conservative, conservative yeah. I, I think that's probably you're not what a it good is actor. You, it's Kansas like City. you can't really act and get into it when you've got that pressure and that, like, you can read, like, again, the, the, the bedside manner is not there. That's right. the reason why right. show business is here. So I get I get that I get the warmth of it, but so but in terms of like affecting development, it's mm-hmm. you've got to be um, in a better. I mean, for stand up, it's it's like oh, it's for daily stand up. You would say L.A., New York, and maybe Chicago. Yeah, it's like yeah. you have to have the right kind of audiences and for Boston, development. No? Yeah, but mm-hmm. there's just not as many spots anymore. Oh, it maybe. shows how it shows how. You know how comedy, it's very, you need care with it. It's not just put water on it and let it grow. I mean, maybe back in the day it was. No, I don't think it was. I think. I mean, in the 80s, I'm talking about like when there's comedy everywhere. Comedy boom. boom. Yeah. Right. And the comedy boom. Before it MCs, oversaturated everything. Right. I feel like people think that now it's like the same as the 80s boom. A little bit. you really have to bring it. It's no, like in the 80s, that was cool. There weren't that many comics then also. Right. I mean, there was now a lot, but a l- now, now there's 10,000 times as many comics. Without anything to talk about. Yeah. And they're just. 
Oh, well, so when you this say is the way to it, be seen. You got to do well so you yes. don't get, it's competitive. It, it's extremely, way more competitive than the 80s because in the 80s you had your little act. Like there right. were a lot of comics that literally had a specific act. That's all they did. Right. They, there was no and that's what they variation want. on anything. That's what they wanted in a lot of, like in the, the Midwest is that they just want yeah. that same stick. I was always, how come you don't do but it like now, Seinfeld? People are doing a new hour every year. I don't even... I well, can't I think keep because up. the internet's the internet. Yeah. I mean, it's it's internet. It's podcasting. It's you're building your own. All you build it, they come. Build Whereas the brand. before, right, right. you didn't have that. So you didn't have you. How would you do? You'd have to help you get on a radio show somehow to do a radio. Or a, now there's podcast. You can do your own. Yeah. Build your own audience. And, you, and if you yeah. really believe, or you would ra- do a local cable access show. Like I would have begged to be on Brody's show if I was back in the day. Yeah, I did the cable yeah. access. I'd be killer. But. It is competitive, um, but I also feel like you can't rush time. You know, you still got to put your time in and growth and live those 24-hour cycles of life. Um, uh-huh. All right. Well, what ha- what's happening? I here? don't know, but they shut the door like we don't want it open. We want it open. There's a reason why yeah. we have it well, open. People just don't get it. Uh, this is further proof. And now it's like they're giving a tour. It's like, don't do that. Don't bring people down here. This is a private area. There gotcha. just needs to be less people. I like privacy when I'm with three guys in a base. Amen. <laughs> right, bro? <laughs> no, I wanted it open because the air. Yeah, but even up there because I want the circulation because Brody was having trouble breathing. Um, but anyway, I have to go do yeah, my yeah, spot. We, okay. We'll wrap it, but uh, thanks for doing it, man. Out. Yeah, I Brody, appreciate you. You're terrific. We, we talked a little bit of, uh, you know, I tell this story all the time about how I started comedy, but uh, no, I love fleshing it, it out. I remember um, you being here. I just remember being late night, laying in the back on the couches, watching you, waiting to close up because we couldn't leave until the comics were done. And then Freddie Soto and I would yep. just sit and laugh and. I used Maybe to have fun O'Shack. like pushing it. O'Shack, Bob O'Shack. Jason Hartz. Because we all worked. The Well, Freddie wasn't working at that point, but yeah. I maybe O'Shack still was. I don't know. And Hartsicle. It Good was times, fun. though. Fun times watching Brody. Um, Brody, uh, you're obviously. I'm the Prince of Social Periscope. Media. You do. Prince of the Prince Periscope. Of Twitter is the Prince of Periscope. If you enjoy the Periscope, Follow Brody because he is by far the best at it. Absolutely. It's hysterical. We have fun with it. I've um, never seen anybody commit to it like that. Yeah, it's it's glorious. It's actually the only Periscope videos I've ever seen. So yes, keep doing it. Um, Please keep doing what, it. Where can they find you they online? Um, Brody is me friend for Twitter. Brody is me friend. Brody is based off Tony, Mister Lima. Brody, you guy, you me friend. Okay, that's what that is. Brody is me friend on Twitter. Instagram and then it's all per- t- Periscope. It's all right. And it's then I hear at the Comedy Store. Yes, come check you him out. It. We have a great time. Uh, he did. He does a lot of uh, closing out the Kinnison spot, as they call it. In the main it's, room. It's, it's a Brody Stevens experience. So come check out a show. Absolutely. Stick around. You will not regret it. Um, thanks for listening. I'm Rick Ingram. I'm Eleanor Kerrigan. Uh, we appreciate and I'm you Stephen coming. Brody Stevens. Yes. Stephen Brody. Uh, yes. Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. You got it. <laughs>